Yeah. Now we go to this idea of the performance, and I think that's important because Lalo, amused, clapping, bravo, a fine performance, right? Now, uh, this is again uh, Brechtian Furfremdung's effect because it's actually saying, well, you're watching a play and this is, you're putting on a performance and you're acting right, right? So that's, uh, of course, it's very sarcastic, but uh, that's exactly what he says. Beber, amused, clapping. You deserve an award, right? Now, the question is, uh, who's sincere, who's not sincere? Do they really mean what they say or, 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 or are they just fooling, right? Because uh, we must remember that this is a climax. This is a very high moment of uh, conflict in the play. And there is an assertion of the position that uh, Kuka takes with regards to Lalo's uh, propositions, right? And that's an important moment. And there's only one thing that happens. You need uh, a kind of jocular moment. And that's when you say bravo, five performance, and Weber says amuse, clapping, you deserve an award, right? Uh, Lalo, we have to invent one, right? She's one to watch. She's an imbecile. She's sensational. She's an idiot. She's a saint. They applaud furiously and mockingly, right? Go on, laugh. My time will come and then I'll show no mercy, right? So when you have this uh, thing, uh, Lalo and Deba, right? We'll have to invent one. She's one to watch. Yeah. And so the question is, when you have a performance, you also need an award. Yeah, and we know what the idea of a award is after John Paul Sartre. He says, I can kick the Nobel Prize like a sack of potatoes, right? But everything in, uh, especially in the United States, has got graduation and award, right? From the very lowest kindergarten level, you graduate from your kindergarten one to kindergarten two. If, uh, if they have a system called kindergarten, but from, or it's called play school or something like that, right? So you have grad graduations all award around and you always have an award for everything, right? So awards are something that are all around the place, right? And uh, we'll have to invent one, yeah? And the idea is awards can always be invented and it's also a critique of governments, right? and governments have awards, right? And they invent awards, they give awards to people, right? And sometimes undeserving people get awards, like we have a lot of undeserving people who have got the Nobel Peace Prize, the Nobel Prize for Literature, all those kind of things, right? And uh, we begin to wonder what's in an award anyway, right? Uh, she's one to watch, yeah? And the question is, who's going to watch when you get give her an award, right? Yeah, and she's an imbecile, right? She's sensational. So Lalo says she's an imbecile. Beba says 
she's the other one she's a she's sensational she's an idiot she's a saint right now the question is you're talking about different aspects of coca right in front of her and this is when it's family drama because in families uh you let down your hair and you say what you have to say right so that's exactly what's happening over here uh and it's she's a saint they applaud furiously and mocking right now at one level this is a family drama at another level this is all absurd right yeah and it's like uh yeah it murmurs it uh go go and didi go go didi go go didi that's what they call themselves yeah that's beckets uh samuel beckets with godo right and uh, so you have all these swear words you have, okay so the idea of the meaninglessness of what you're saying comes across over here go on laugh that's coca coming in my time will come and then i show no mercy what do you mean i'll do what i feel like you just try you can't order me about right now my time will come right the idea of we had a movie called uh yeah apna time aange or whatever the name of the movie is right yeah uh yeah so or it was it a song yeah so galibo yeah the so, uh, so there's a song which is saying my time will come right or your time will come and you have this idea of uh talking about governance talking about when the government will change when a time comes now i'm not in power but one day i'll be in power and that's a hope that a lot of people have okay of course this is in the family drama and she says well one day i'll be in a proper position to take you on yeah and i'll show no mercy right and that's a kind of a threat but threats are given when we are at the weakest right uh what do you mean i'll do what i feel like you just try you can't order me about she walks back a few steps moving away from them yeah right uh so uh so she says i'll do what i feel like yeah i'll do what i feel like yeah you you just try you can't order me about she walks back a few steps moving away from them yeah and she says you can't order me about i have a right to live and i'm taking responsibility for my own action and if you don't take responsibility for your own actions and you can't handle yourself then you're damned or doomed right lalo sarcastically you're getting scared laughs yeah so now there's this kind of emotional getting at you emotionally and that's what they're trying to do it to coca right coca furiously i've got hands nails teeth right so he says i'm not getting scared right okay i've got hands nails and teeth i can fight with them lalo aggressively defiantly i'm in charge now don't come near me right yeah it's almost like we're going to go again right come let me embrace you don't touch me right that's one of the the parts of being for godo yeah um 
Lalo, you will do what I tell you. Seizes her arm and they begin to fight. Okay, now that's a kind of very domineering personality. You will do what I tell you. And he, he seizes her arm and then they begin to fight. Koka furiously let go. Will you obey me? Bully. You do anything I tell you. You'll do anything I tell you. You're hurting me. Yes or no? It's not fair. Totally defeated. All right. I'll do anything you tell me. Quick, get up. Koka to Beba, help me. Beba walks towards Koka. Lalo stops her with one movement. Koka pretends that she cannot get up. Now, the, the action is almost bullying, right? Okay, and the question is, uh, she's talking about, so if you look at it from the governmental perspective, then it becomes more complicated. Who is Lula? Uh, uh, Lalo, is he standing for? Which regime is he standing for? Or which re regime is he acting against or acting for? Yeah, and Koka is saying, well, uh, I can't get up. And then she pretends that she cannot get up. Let her get up on her own, right? Okay, now, let her get up on her own. At one level, it's a, it's a literal statement. Okay, let her get up on her own is a, a more important metaphorical statement where it's talking about let somebody get up psychologically on their own or let the people get up on their own. Right? Yeah? And uh, that goes back to Marx. And when Marx talks about when the proletariat gets up on their own, right? So that goes back there, where it actually means that we're talking about people getting up. Unless people get up on their own, nobody else can make them get up, right? You can't have or manufacture a revolution, right? And you can't manufacture a movement, right? And unfortunately, or fortunately, one of the Marxist leaders, Asked me, why don't you uh, start a social movement? I said, you can't start a social movement, right? Nobody can start a social movement. The social movements have to actually be uh, around the place, right? The issues have to be real, and people have to respond to them, and many people have to respond to them from different kinds of points of view, right? Yeah, and uh, well, it was almost a fight that I had with this Marxist leader, and I, I tried to tell him, well, nothing can be manufactured. It has to come out from the ground, right? Yeah, and that's exactly what he doesn't know in Marx, he doesn't know his theory properly, perhaps. Yeah, and he's, he goes around with Marxists, so that's fine. Right? Yeah. Um, Beba walks towards Kuka, Lalo stops her with one. <laughs> Get up on her own. Beba to Lalo, forgive her. Lalo shouting, keep out of this. Yeah. So Deba says, forgive her, Lalo shouts, keep out of this, Deba desperately, oh, you're always shouting, I can't stand it, I came here to help you or to have fun, Yeah. because I don't know what else to do, round and round we go, we get shouted at for anything, for a glass of water, a bar of soap on the floor, a dirty towel, a broken ashtray, Aren't there more important things to live for? I wonder sometimes what the clouds, the trees, the rain and the animals are all for. Shouldn't we stop and think about these things? 
and I run to the window and stick my head out. But mum and dad start shouting again. What are you thinking of, child? Look at the dust in the soup on the window. Get inside or you'll catch a cold. If I go to the living room and turn on the radio, they say, you're wasting electricity. Last month and the month before that, we used to use so much and we can't go on like this. Turn it off. The noise is driving me crazy. Or if I start seeing this, that song, you made up recently, the living room is not the living room. The whole house explodes like an upturned, like uh, an upturned ant's nest and they start shouting again. Mum and dad shout at Lalo. Lalo shouts at mum. Mum shouts at Lalo. Lalo shouts at dad. Dad shouts at Lalo. And I'm left in the middle. And in the end, I come and hide here. But you don't even notice and carry on arguing as if this house's problems could be solved with words. And now, you two end up rowing as well. Oh, I can't bear it anymore. Determined. I'm getting out. Lalo grabs her hand. Let me go. I don't want to hear any more about it. Death. Blind. Dead. Dead. Right? So that's again a performance. And that's an impassioned performance. And this is Beba's desperate kind of performance. Which is actually saying that there is a kind of disgust for the house. Right? Yeah? Now, if the house metaphorically stands for the country, then that becomes even more of a problem, right? And that's exactly how it's probably interpreted. That it's not talking about the house, but it's talking about the country or the nation. And that's why uh, Triana has to leave uh, Cuba and go to Paris, right? Perhaps that's uh, this. these can be indicators of it, right? But at the same time, there's a lot of desperation, right? And Lalo has a song that the whole idea of the house is a bed and the bed is a house and all that kind of thing, yeah? The living room is not the living room, yeah? And uh, if I sing the song, they don't want me to sing the song. If I put on the electricity, they sing that too much of electricity, there is too much of control. And Beba also has this idea of there's too much of control, right? And she says, I'm getting out, I can't stay here and all that kind of thing. And Lalo wants to get out. Okay, the only one who says that I want to stay here is Kuka, right? And Lalo is also saying, I want to get out. Lalo, tenderly but firmly, don't say that. Right? Beba, that's what I want. If you help me, perhaps we can save ourselves. Uh, look up at, uh, looks up at, looking up at him and suddenly amazed. What do you mean? She holds onto his arms. All right, we can do it today. Lalo quickly picks up two knives. He examines the edges and starts scraping them against each other, right? Now you have the scraping of knives again, right? And we can do it again. We can get out of this place, right? That's what they want to do. Beba and Lalo, are you going to tell the story again? Koka to Beba, quiet please. Beba moves above the stage. Each character takes up a distinctive position. Beba, okay, now Beba asks somebody else, right? Yeah. Beba as gossiping neighbor, right? So we talked about how 
it concentrates on the actor it concentrates on it being a production and is making comments on the play right as you have the sent uh, uh, the sent what is it uh, uh, this little piece in the in the beginning uh, where we talked about uh, yeah what was the, the word for it it is uh, it's a kind of a comment on the play which is something with yeah sanitas yeah yeah sanitas right so that's what it is right so they actually commenting on the play at one level and biba is actually playing a gossiping neighbor shall i tell you something chacha it was all in all the papers yes dear yes but you know old margaret who lives at the corner and pantillion who's only got one eye well they saw everything and i mean everything and they told me all about it lalo scraping the two knives quite firmly rick rack rick rack rick rack rick rack rick rack beba as drunk shopkeeper right so beba acts as a gossiping neighbor and says well you know it was all in the papers and uh, pantillion who's got one eye yeah old margaret who lives at the corner uh, yeah they saw everything now how can he see everything with one eye but <laughs> that's exactly when it becomes funny but uh, uh, beba is as a drunk shopkeeper right so this is a demanding kind of play especially for the actor so she's acting beba she's acting the gossiping neighbor she's acting the father she acts as a drunk shopkeeper old pantillion and margaret know everything bloody hell some mothers do have m i tell you what is the world coming to have you see seen the photo on the front page right lalo scraping the two knives rick rack rick rack rick rack rick rack beba and margaret speaks to her friends we dropped around there about half past 9 the usual time well dear the moment i walked in i said to myself goodness gracious me something's funny here you know me i have a nose for these things and sure enough what a sight dearie blood all over the place it was frightful look at my hair it's standing on end oh it makes me shiver all over i can't describe it properly you should have seen seen the ah it's horrible even thinking about it a stream incredible i think there was some severities isn't that right pantillion and pills and ampules those children are wicked and it's in the family oh consol consolation asked angeletti uh, angelita what she saw a few days ago awful and such sweet parents so self sacrificing it's that lalo he's a ring leader do no doubt about it he was it was him 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 and no one else ah you should have seen his knife dear lord what a butcher's knife lalo rick rack rick rack rick rack rick rack yeah so now you getting three kinds of people around one is the gossiping neighbor talking about margaret and uh pentalion right and pentalion is got one eye 
and that becomes comic, right? But it gives you maybe a comic relief, right? And they saw everything, and the gossip is a, a stock character from plays normally, right? And the drunk shopkeeper is also very important. Yeah, uh, yeah, and he says, "Yeah, have you seen the photo on the front page, right?" And it's a drunk shopkeeper, and he's talking about the photo on the front page, right? So, is it really there, or is it uh, what we call fake news today, right? As Margaret speaking to her friends, we dropped round there about half past nine, the usual time, right? And then she says, uh, we've read all that she said, and she's saying blood all over the place, and it was frightful. Look at my hair standing on end; it makes me shiver all over. I can't describe it properly. You should have seen the ah, it's horrible, etc., etc. Right? Uh, and then she talks about Lalo being the ringleader, and the children are wicked, right? And uh, yeah. So Lalo is going on with his sharpening of the knives. Uh, Beba as Pantelion. I I said to Maggie. Now she's talking about she's acted as the wife. Now she acts as the husband. So she acts the gossiping neighbor. She acts as uh, the drum and shopkeeper. She acts as the father. She acts as Margaret. She acts as Pantelion, right? And I said to Maggie. Hold your horses, woman! But she immediately started blathering on about the youth of today and how awful they are. You know what a blabberer she is. They know, I tell you. Uh, uh, no, I tell a lie. He lalo, although at times I can't help thinking that. Oh well, goodness knows who did it. But I could almost swear on it because the girls, I can't see it. If you had seen Lalo's face, it was incredible. He looked possessed. Yes, yes, the devil in person. He almost tried to beat us up. And me with my arthritis, I won't stand for it. I don't care what he does. That's his problem. But insulting us, well, God may forgive him, but I won't. He's a nasty piece of work, a right bastard. And if you had seen the blood that but not bath and smell the stench, it's also here, isn't it? With an hysterical giggle. Phew, you lucky you didn't see it. It was grisly, grisly, yes. Grisly is a word. We must do something. Grand grandiosely. We would like to make a formal complaint against this inhuman child in another tone of voice. What do you think? Yeah, and now she's acting Pentelian, right? She acts Margaret. She acts uh, the gossiping neighbor. She acts the drunken shopkeeper. She's acted the father. Now she's acted uh, Pentelian. And Lola, uh, Lalo is still playing his bizarre game. Rick rack, rick rack, rick rack, rick rack, rick rack. He's going on with his uh, sharpening of knives. Lalo continues scraping the knives together. The simple action, combined with the sounds that he makes, builds up a to a delirious climax. Kuka becomes a newspaper boy. Beba goes upstage. Right now, what happens is this whole idea of the climax. Okay, that's something from music, but 
this rick-rack, rick-rack, rick-rack goes higher and higher and higher and faster and faster and faster. And that's what you get uh, in music, right? And uh, yeah, so uh, th that's when the scraping of knives becomes terrible, right? Coca uh, yelling, morning news, latest news. Okay, so Coca has become a newspaper boy. Buy a copy, lady. Don't miss it, sweetheart. 30 year old son butchers his parents. See how the blood ran. Full color supplement. In a sing song voice, 40 times he stabbed his wrinklies. 40 times. Photo of the innocent parents. Buy it. It really shocked you, sir. Frightening folks. Morning news. Go back. Drifting off. Latest news, right? So you, you are establishing this, that it's in the newspaper, right? And of course, we're reading the play after fake news, right? So we might take it with a little more humor, right? Uh, when the play was written, the idea of fake news was perhaps not there, right? Lalo, continuing to play his game, rick rack, rick rack, rick rack, rick rack, rick rack. Beba walks down stage center, Beba as father. Lalo, what have you been up to? What are you staring at? Take that look off your face. You have, who have you been with? Tell me, knives. What do you think you're doing with these knives? Answer me, have you lost your tongue? Why are you home so late? I bumped into some friend's dad as a teenager. Now he's talking as a teenager and we probably shifted in time and we've gone back to a distant time. So that's a scene which is different, right? So you have the scene where people are talking about the 30 year old son uh, killing the parents, right? The, okay, and the Lalo looks possessed and that's what other people say about them. You have Lalo, Kuka and Beba as uh, directly saying what they have to say, right? That's one. Then you have uh, the other people saying what they're saying, right? So you have a lot of uh, characters who come on and are acted by the same three people who are acting the play, right? Yeah. Beba's father, uh, give those to me, taking the knives away violently, always messing about, checking the sharpness of a knife. That is sharp. Are you planning to kill someone? Tell me. I want an answer. Don't just stand there. You idiot. Do you what? Who do you think you are? Why didn't you ask my permission? If I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times. This is no time to come home. She slaps him around. When will you learn some respect? How do you think your mother feels? Eh? You're breaking her heart. Is that what you want? Do you want us both to die of broken hearts? You just don't think and take that look off your face. She pushes him towards the chair. Sit down. Do you want me to ground you again? Lalo makes a gesture. Don't answer back. Such insolence. I've given you everything. You brat. You wicked, ungrateful brat. It's me who makes all the sacrifices. Yes, your mother gets at me for going around 
with my friends and the girls from the office. Well, more than one business deal has fallen through because of you and the rest of my family. Can't you see the sacrifices I've made? 30 years, 30 years behind a desk getting answers from being pushed around by my bosses. Doing without, I don't even have a proper suit or a decent pair of shoes. And this is how you pay me back. 30 years is no joke. 30 years working for, a, for my son. And today he turns out to be a good for nothing, a slob who doesn't want to work or study. Well, tell me, what do you want? And what have you been up to, right? So at one level you have Lalo as a teenager, right? And uh, Beba as a father coming in and talking about 30 years working for the family and 30 years at the desk, right? And when we have the newspapers and the stories about Lalo, you have the newspaper, uh, 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 the newspaper boy is saying, well, 30 years, a 30-year-old person has killed his parents, etc., etc., right? And the question is, who is getting assassinated, right? We talk about something called character assassination, right? Yeah, Lalo trembling. We were reading. Beba's father, reading. Reading what? What do you mean reading? An adventure magazine. Dad, Koka walks down the stage, center confidently with mischief. With mischievous intent, Beba goes upstairs. Koka as mother, right? A Koka plays the mother. Magazines, magazines, magazines. That's a lie. Tell us another. Tell us the truth. Beba, his father, approaches Lalo aggressively. No, Albert, don't hit him. To Lalo, where is the money? I hid in the sidewalk. Did you take it? Have you spent it? Have you lost it? With hatred. Thief! You little swine, you bastard, tears welling up in her eyes. I'll tell your father. No, don't say anything. You are a disgrace. He'll kill you if he finds out. Holy Mary, Mother of God, what have I done to deserve this? Furiously to Lalo. Come on, give me back the money. Uh, give it back or I'll call the police. Rifles through Lalo's pockets. He submits completely. She screams, Thief! You bloody thief! I will tell your father. I ought to beat you, whip you, put you in a reform school. Lalo has his back with the audience. Right? Now you give him the mother, and it's not about one portion of time, right? And it's in some ways almost surreal because uh, at one level, Babers and the father approaches Lalo and uh, the mother says, no, Albert, you're not going to hit him, right? And at the same time, uh, she says to Lalo, where's the money, right? So is that a one point of time? Is it not at one point of time? Is it just memory and dreams that are being laid out, right? And that's uh, what is there, right? Yeah, and, and you can see the kind of uh, upbringing the parents have and they probably uh, not very well off, right? Uh, or they come from a poorer background and suddenly 
have come up and all that kind of thing which is uh, why there's so much of tension in the family because when there is no money right uh, or there's less of money or some people are struggling very hard to reach uh, a status in society or be the so called middle class or upper middle class or something like that and trying very hard to do it then you have the children getting neglected and the children actually having a lot of problems that's one of the ways of looking at the play but it's also interesting and it's also sad to see that there's so much of disgust all over the place right whether the father or the mother or the children right all of them are quite miserable as you can see right from upstage viva uh, from upstage like a little child mom mom is this an elephant right so you're going back and you're talking in a childish voice right okay and is so that has to come out and that's a big demand on the actors right uh, lalo as father now lalo takes the father's uh, kind of tone beba come here show me your hands beba walks down stage center shows him her hands those nails must be cut they make you look like a he uh, to coca give me some scissors woman uh, yeah so coca is acting as wife coca goes up to lalo and whispers in his ear what 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 that really and lalo where's he gone coca and lalo look at beba with evil intent is it true what your mother says come on own up own up or i'll so you lifted your skirt and showed your knickers off to a bunch of perverts can this be true beba gesticulates silently you filthy creature coca as mother smiles i'm going to lalo and coca corner beba do you want to become a whore is that it huh shekhi beba at his own shoulders well not while i'm alive do you hear if i catch you doing anything sluttish i'll kill you is that clear where is your brother lalo lalo you say he stolen some money from you right so now uh, you putting different things together and that's why it's an interesting play because it's not in traditional kind of time sequences it's taking bits and pieces from different parts of time from the memory and putting it together as one kind of speech right and of course it's showing the father and what the father does to biba right and he is almost as if he's calling her a slut and a whore right and you have to get your nails cut right yeah so if you have long nails uh, and if you don't dress in the way that uh, society wants you to dress if you put color on your nails you probably going to be called a whore and that's the kind of thing that he's saying right so instead of saying well uh, you have to be tasteful in your dress and your appearance he's actually uh, using a lot of negative motivation and that's something which is going on over here beba coming out of part i can't my head's exploding go on you can't stop right yeah uh so she say i don't want to act the part right it's too much for me right going back and acting myself acting the father acting the mother acting all these very troubling moments of our life 
is too much for me to do right so that's what beba says go on you can't stop lalo ordering go on you can't stop kuka sarcastically do you want do what your master says beba agonized air i need some air right yeah and kuka is saying well do what your master says lalo is your master right a new master right and you revolted against the father right uh lalo to beba the doorbell is ringing beba collapses on a chair kuka as mother have you heard albert beba desperately please i think i'm going to be sick lalo annoyed she ruins everything she does right now uh the question is that in the play this is doing the play within the play from shakespeare's uh, time to now but this is a different kind of play within the play because the same characters are acting other characters right and then they also said no i want to get out it's too much for me right so which event is too much for me acting the play or they want to get out of the family right or just remembering all these things are very upsetting yeah uh have you heard albert please i think i'm going to be sick lalo annoyed she ruins everything she does right that's what he said about also now he's saying this about biba that look she's ruining the play that we have we're putting up a play we're playing ourselves we're playing our father and mother we're playing the night of the assassins we're doing all those things and this is she's ruining everything coca as mother Shh. wait a second children there goes the doorbell again right yeah and uh yeah and the whole idea of the doorbell rings right uh coca as father uh, beba as father reading an imaginary person who comes through the door coming angelita how lovely to see coca as mother to beba tell me puppet go on you can tell me what's wrong feeling self denial and concern lalo is fuck to father to an imaginary person don't stand on ceremony angelita is tone of voice is convincingly cordial and spontaneous make yourself at home please sit down kuka's mother to biba make yourself comfortable honey do you want a cushion her words are heavy with sincerity why don't you just lean back and relax lalo is father and lalo where is he hiding oh angelita you have no idea what those kids are like only three of them but it's still like living in a war zone right yeah and that's how a, a father would like to or maybe a mother would like to talk about their children but their children become too difficult to handle right yeah right i think uh yeah Uh, yes yeah, so that that's when it becomes really difficult to handle kuka as mother to lalo albert i think to the imaginary person i'm so sorry angelita i'm not looking after you very well but i think my little girl might be sick she's got a tummy ache right 
the lalo as father have you taken a temperature coca nods coca as mother how very embarrassing uh lalo as father to the imaginary person you see what i mean they are little devils but i don't let them get away with anything i rule them with a rod of iron although not literally of course right so the idea is uh the rod of iron the a very very tough and very strict father by and large right and then this whole idea of chikan kamiyek right and the father is very insensitive about that he says have you taken a temperature right uh lalo as father does she have temperature um yeah what can we do have you given her some chamomile tea she doesn't want anything well make her then she'll be sick give her some normal tea then oh angelita you can't imagine the suffering the grief why we even have children right now that's something in which is interesting the children hate the parents the parents say why don't we have children at all right yeah and that's quite sad okay so the parents are fed up with the children and the children are fed up with the parents right alalo is father forcing her to drink from a teacup drink viva rejects it uh do what i say drink it all up viva screams out of pot just leave me alone gets up furious send a stage you're monsters you both the same shouting up stage i want to go let me go coca and lalo try to stop her but she gets to the door screaming mom dad get me out of here falls beside the door crying get me out of here right now here she gets out of a part yeah which part the play within the play acting the father and mother right and uh yeah so she, this is a perhaps a kind of terrible memory that she has and she just wants to get out of it right and she says let me get out of here your monsters and that's too coca and lalo right and what is further she calls up the father and mother get me out of here lalo is father what's going on coca nice performance right so remember beba and lalo said nice performance coca says nice performance going up to beba you it had to be you you always push me into it go on don't be wet it'll be a laugh i can't believe it come on you get you come on up you get helps her to get up as mother remember we got a visitor the imaginary visitor they're so spoiled it's exhausting take her back to the chair where she's been sitting taking her back yeah that's the girl aren't you a good girl well done right yeah so uh beba as a little girl i want to go as mother where do you want to go pet out of part violently that isn't right there's no point okay right so he's out of the part out of the part of the play right and beba is suddenly acting as the little girl and coca says where do you want to go pet right 
and Lalo says, no, 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 it, it's not the part of the play that's being played, right? And there's no point in doing this. Coca, his mother, don't lose your temper, Albert, right? Now she puts him back into the role as Albert, right? Out of part. I feel like strangling her, right? Yeah, now how will the audience understand this, right? Yeah, because he's not acting as a father. Coca is talking to him as a father. He's not acting as a father, he's acting himself, Lalo, right? And he's saying out of part, I feel like strangling her. Coca as mother, patience. Beba crying, I'm scared. Lalo out of part, scared of what? Why is she crying? Okay, so Lalo is out of the, the play and he's acting as the person who's written the script. And what happens is the script itself goes out of hand and he himself gets out of the script, right? And so it's not, so they all try to get out of the script. Uh, at one point of time, Kuka wants to get out of the script. At another time, Beba wants to get out of the script. At another time, Lalo himself gets out of the script, right? Yeah, so the question is, you have Triana's script, you have Lalo's script, right? And you have uh, these people, uh, Lalo, Koka, and Beba, uh, playing all sorts of other people. Uh, sometimes they play uh, imaginary characters from Triana's script, and sometimes they play imaginary characters from Lalo's script, or their own script, which they have memorized, memories from childhood, right? And that's what is again interesting about the play. What do you mean? I don't understand. I just, uh, ign sorry, scared of what? Why is she crying? Coca, his mother, ignore it. That's the best way, Albert. Lalo's father, awkwardly, is just that sometimes slapping his right knee. You don't understand, woman. Coca, his mother, what do you mean I don't understand? Oh, Albert, what a baby you are. Isn't, isn't he Angelita, right? Beba furiously gets up. I want to do something. I'm going to crack up. I want to go. I can't stand being shut, uh, being shut up. I'm suffocating. I'm going to die and I don't want to be crushed. Buried in this room, anything but that. I don't want any more of this. Please, 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 let me go. Coca goes up to Beba and puts her arm around her. She feigns great tenderness with her expression and gestures, right? So, uh, of course, uh, in a little while, we'll have to uh, stop and we've got a little bit more of the first act, right? So, uh, what do we get out of the play until now, right? We get a lot of violence. We get this woman called Angelita. Uh, and uh, who is Angelita is a question, right? And is Angelita one of uh, one of the women that Lalo's father has, one of the girls that uh, he is uh, having uh, some kind of uh, a friend or an office mate, or what is it, right? So all those questions are there for us, right? And uh, of course, it doesn't have to be that it's uh, an illegitimate affair or anything of the sort, right? Because uh, in Latin America, this idea of uh, 
it's a very very open society right and uh, there are a lot of things that are set out strict right so i don't think uh, you have uh, things that are under the table or underhand or anything sort right so the idea again is beba says i want to get out of this i want to please get out of this play i don't want to act this role right yeah so what exactly does it mean right uh, does it mean that we don't want to act as subjects of the state right okay that's what the government thinks or the government under task force thinks right and that's extremely important and extremely interesting right that we're talking about what is going on over here in the play and uh, one person actually thinks that look and i want to get out of it why do i want to get out of it because it's so terrible memories are so terrible memories are so harsh and crushing that you have to get out of it right so that's at the family drama level at the psychological level but the other part of it is when it becomes uh political right and the idea is i want to get out of it i don't even want to remember the past okay and all this kind of struggle that's gone through is terrible right yeah so that's uh that's how the state interprets it and we know about that kuka goes up to biba and puts her arm around her she feigns great tenderness with her expression and gesture kuka as mother go if you must my darling you're a little worked up biba stays in the dark upstage kuka returns with a smile that gives away gives way to laughter have you seen anything like that like it it was as if we were torturing her with imaginations these children have what imaginations these children have sits down and arranges her hair look at me i must look like a dog's dinner i haven't had time to catch my breath all day what an ordeal angelita what an ordeal I'm so sorry I've not been looking after you better right so that's the second time or third time she's saying that right listens to the imaginary person but you like one of the family smiles hypocritical right or the same I do like to do things properly don't i albert don't you lose cool so easily dear we must stay perfectly calm and collected lalo gets up what are you go- Where are you going? Think carefully before you do anything. Lalo looks at her pointedly. Ah, yes, I understand. Lalo walks to the dark side of the stage. He's gone to keep an eye on what those little terrors are up to. You need eyes in the back of your head, or rather, everywhere. You have to keep your ear to the ground. You always have to be on the watch, on the lookout, because they can be. very very naughty okay and now that's the mother talking supposedly talking to uh, angelita at this moment lalo enters with an old and dirty bridal veil lalo imitates his mother in her youth on a wedding day uh, in church in the background beba hums the wedding march lalo's movement should not be exaggerated a certain ambiguity prevails on this occasion right now what is interesting is uh, this is an act and it's uh, a play which is interesting and important and you find a similar kind of act 
or in a play by Yoshino Nil, right? Of course, uh, which is not as complicated as this because Lalo is now playing his mother, right? Yeah, and uh, this is a play, an autobiographical play by Yoshino Nil called Long Day's Journey to Night, right? And that's full of conflict between the father and the mother and the children, right? And what happens at the end of it, it's autobiographical, right? There's certain facts just shifted here and there, that he plays the dread brother, right? Uh, so, he, yeah, so uh, that's uh, what he writes on the play, right? But one of the scenes is really terrible, right? When uh, the brother, uh, Eugene O'Neill's real brother, um, in the play says, mad scene, enter Ophelia, right? And you go back to the scene where the mother is, uh, comes with a whale and a wedding gown and a whale and goes around the stage, right? And uh, it's referred to by the son as mad scene or enter Ophelia, right? And uh, so that's a really, very, very problematic and a touching scene because the mother is a drug addict. Okay, and in real life, that's the story. Okay? And I think this son dies of drink. And I think he, he, he dies from, yeah, he jumps out of a roof or something sort. Okay? Quite a gruesome real life thing, not in the play, right? But uh, yeah, so, uh, so that's again, a play where you have all these kind of things, right? And uh, this, of course, becomes uh, problematic in as much as it's talking about uh, Lalo's mother, right? Uh, and it's talking about the idea that she was pregnant before marriage, right? Which perhaps is not really a problem in some cultures, right? Yeah, but. Uh, it looks as if it's a problem for her, right? So, uh, and of course, what is interesting over here is uh, it's not very easy to locate who is saying what, right? Are they making political statements? Okay, is this a family drama? Yes, it is. At one level, it is a family drama. Who are the assassins, right? Okay, that's still a question, right? Yeah. And uh, you have all these things that are playing in the minds and acted out, right? So the idea of the script, the writing of the script, right? Assassinating the script, that's what is happening constantly, right? So the diet of the assassins uh, at one level is assassinating the script because you get out of the script and you act and say, no, I can't do it, uh, it's, it's too much for me. I can't do it at all, right? So that's uh, when you actually assassinate the script. And the question is, we talk about how do you learn a language, right? And I remember uh, my uh, teacher of linguistics, Professor Gokhale, uh, who would tell us, to learn a language, you have to murder a language, right? Okay? Uh, would assassinate be a better word? I don't know. Right? But the idea is to, to learn a language, you kill the language, murder language, right? Now, when we're talking about an assassination, and an assassination is a political murder, right? 
So when you're talking about the night of the assassins, how they assassinated theater, how they assassinated this play, all those kinds of questions are what is are what comes come up when we're talking about the idea of the night of the assassins, right? Yeah, and does it really mean that the children assassinate their parents, or uh, do they want to assassinate their parents? This is a wish fulfillment which can happen in a dream play or some kind of play like that, and is not really there, right? Yeah, so that's again a possibility that we have, and you can't really put your finger down, and that's why it becomes such a very advanced work of drama, right? So if you think it of literally as somebody actually assassinating, uh, that again is a little difficult to do just now, right? I do not know whether I'll be able to do another uh, another. Uh, episode just now because uh, the the phone has to charge and it's already 9.25 in the night but I will uh, try to do it uh, if I can finish it today because then we'll finish act one and you can read it again and think about it again right thank you I'm shutting off just now